Metabolist Podcast, and I'm Havila Cunnington. This week, we're jumping right back into our series on growth. This whole month is about giving you a sneak peek at what our, well, our table membership offers each month. We pick a theme and we unpack it in four simple classes, well, one class a week for the month. And this whole month is about growth. Uh, the subtitle is Subtle Changes for Radical Growth. You see, we believe that subtle changes, small changes over a period of time can result in huge success. It's really the secret sauce to building the life that we want to build on purpose. So this week, we're going to look at developing our environments. How does our environment affect our growth? And how important it is that we we really steward it in a way that honors God and really holds value the things that we hold value. So sit back, jump in, and we'll start this class, and I'll catch you on the other side. Can a Christian have a crash, like a meltdown? I don't know if you know of anybody that's ever had a meltdown, but I've had a few friends in my life that love God, they're committed to God, they do everything that they know how to do, and yet, in the middle of their everyday world, they crash. They emotionally crash, sometimes they mentally crash, anxiety, depression, and I remember a time in my life when I went through a crash, and I'm telling you like a full-blown, I cannot move on from here. And it happened many years ago when I had our second son, Hudson. Hudson was uh, our second child, but we actually had two kids in two years. So it was a little bit of a big, big kind of mess in a good way. And about the four month mark with Hudson, I was, I'll never forget, we were at my parents' house because the home that we went to rent had black mold. And so they, we called, they called us and said, well, you guys can't move into this home. And we had just had a baby, our second baby. And I, I was sitting on my parents' couch And as I'm sitting there, my mom is cooking dinner, my dad's outside talking to Ben, Judah's wandering around, and I'm holding our baby Hudson, and it feels like I'm underwater. Like everything is moving, and yet I can't seem to catch up. I couldn't, I didn't feel like myself. I didn't feel normal. I I couldn't, I just felt like I was in slow motion. And I ended up going to a pediatrician's office with Hudson for a checkup, and I told the pediatrician what I was going through. And she said to me, it sounds like you have postpartum depression. And when she said it, it was like a light bulb in my heart, in my head, everything. And I just began to cry. Like my eyes welled up with tears and I just began to cry. And I'm not a crier by nature. I like, I usually am more of like an angry side of things. And I started to cry. And when I started to cry, I realized that whatever she was saying was true. I was having a crash. I was having a meltdown. I could not keep up. And she said this to me, you seem like a a pretty capable person. This doesn't seem like this should overwhelm you like it is. It sounds like you're struggling with postpartum depression. And so that day I called up a friend of mine's, my friend of mine's mom, who was a Christian counselor in town. And I, I set up an appointment to go meet with her. And the next day I walked into her office and she said, well, let me ask you a few questions to find out if you actually have postpartum depression. And I said, okay, great. And so she went through it. And at the end she said, well, would you like to know my professional opinion? And I said, I really would. And she said, well, out of the 14 questions that I asked you, you tested out of 14 with 13 different symptoms of postpartum depression. And I just remember just falling apart and crying and saying, I know I knew something was wrong, but I didn't quite know what it was. 
And then she said, okay, now I want to spend some time with you and help you recover. So we spent the first six months just on recovery, getting a good night's sleep and making sure that I was healthy and my serotonin levels were up and that I was nor I was getting more and more normal. But then at the six month mark, she said something to me that when she said it, I wanted to punch her. Like I remember feeling this anger. Like I cannot believe you just said this to me. And she said, well, you know, Havala, um, it was just the baby that got you here, but you would have been here eventually. And I remember thinking, that's that's not true. That's not true. It's the baby. It was the baby's fault. Like I had, I was, I, I gained weight. I had two C-sections. It's all of that. And she said, no, your life was headed for a crash. You just didn't know it. And this fast forwarded the process. And I knew she was right. And I looked at her and I said, well, what, what should I do? And she said, well, if you're willing to for the next year, will you, if you'll meet with me every Friday, I'm going to teach you about how to take personal responsibility for your life, how to get your power back in your world, and how to learn to live at a place of health and vibrancy that you haven't lived at. And I said, I'll do it. And so for an entire year, I sat in her office every Friday, and we walked through with five other women in the city that were anonymous, that were all leaders. And... Um, we sat and we talked it through. And you know, we're talking this whole month about growth. We're talking about the process of growing our life on purpose and having a vibrant life. And you know, we believe at Truth the Table that continual growth is fulfilled living. Like we don't actually live a fulfilled life unless we're continuing to grow and evolve and learn. That's we're created to be the student in life. And when we talk about growth, last week we talked all about growth happening at baseline. Like everyone starts as a student. It doesn't matter who you are, how intelligent you are, what your IQ is, what your bank account is, who you know. We all start as babies. We all start having to start from the beginning. And so now I want to talk about the importance of environment. You see, I know that many of you right now feel like you're on the brink of a breakdown. You feel like emotionally you're just hanging on or financially you're just hanging on or relationally you you know like you're on that three day peaceful moment, but it's going to come down to another moment of chaos. And part of that is that we oftentimes, um, we, we know that there's a crash coming, but we just don't know what to do. And I want to teach you a little bit of kind of getting ready and preparing your life so that crashes don't happen and that you can continue growth all the way through. See, the question really is, who are you waiting for to participate for you to live an abundant life? Who do you need to participate? You know, if my husband would just get it together, if my kids would just learn to do this, if my, if my pastor would just preach this kind of message, then I could live the full life. Then I could live the abundant life. And really, I believe, I believe that we should be able to live the abundant life without anyone else participating. I want to say that again because I want you to catch that. I believe we're called to live the abundant life without anyone else participating. We don't have to wait for someone to get it together or to show up or make it happen. I believe we're called to have the, the well, the spiritual maturity and we're called to have our strength in God to get going and live that abundant life. So how do you get your power back when you feel like you've crashed? Which I said, I understand. And there's a lot of people that I know that love God that crash. And there are certain things in our life where we just feel stuck. Maybe we didn't have an emotional meltdown or a crash, but we just feel stuck. We feel powerless. How do we get our power back? Well, I want us to remind us in Galatians chapter 6, verse 5. This is the message version, but it says this. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work that you've been given and let it and, and then sink yourself into that. I love that idea. Make a careful exploration of who you are and what you've been given and then sink yourself into that. 
Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. Two different areas that he's pointing out saying, listen, don't compare yourself to others and don't be too impressed with yourself. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. I love that. You each must take creative responsibility to do what God's put within us. I love the idea it says, do, you're to put the word in your life, which is to do the word. And what that means in the, in the Greek, it actually means to creatively figure out a way to get the word in your life. So creative, taking responsibility is a creative thing. So here's what I wanna encourage you with, is that the environment in which you're growing your life is your responsibility. Are you the gardener? No. No, God's the gardener. God's the great gardener. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows how to lead us, how to grow a beautiful life on purpose. He's the gardener. He is the center of our life. Um, Are you the one that, are you the seed? No, you're not the seed. He puts the seed with us. The seed is his word, which is vibrant and alive and it doesn't return void and it builds our life on purpose. He's the holder of the seed. The only responsibility we have as believers is the environment, the soil. And the soil is often related to our heart. It's often related to the parts of us where we don't wanna take responsibility or we don't wanna look at that or we don't wanna believe that. But the truth is, when we start to take full responsibility of what we're thinking about, what we believe, what we've allowed into our life, when we start saying, I'm gonna take full responsibility to prepare a place for the seed of God, the great gardener to plant the word of God in my life. When I start to say, I'm I'm responsible for that environment, Wow, you get your power back pretty fast. When you realize, I can't control my spouse, but you know what? I can control what's happening on the inside of me. I can't control my kids, but man, I can control the environment of my home and what I allow in it. When we start to really see what we can actually allow to happen around us, we get really, really powerful. The truth is God doesn't have to abuse us to use us, which means we can take a moment and say, I will allow this and I will not allow this. And that's actually The more we are obedient to what God's asked us to do and protecting ourselves in the environment, the faster we grow our lives on purpose and we begin to have vibrancy without having to move cities, without having to change spouses, without having to change even churches. We can actually build a really vibrant life because we're now responsible for what's happening on the inside of us and around us. So here's what I want you to do this week as a Truth to Table member. What I really want you to do is think about the seed and think about the environment in which you're sowing. And so this week, I want you at the grocery store, I know they have them at Walmart and you can go to your garden store, but I want you to buy a pack of seeds. They're like 99 cents. Wherever you are, go buy a pack of seeds. And I want you to put that pack of seeds somewhere in front of you where it reminds you, it's a visual reminder that you're in charge of the environment these seeds are. You didn't make the seed, you didn't package the seed, it's all ready for you, but you get to decide what you wanna plant in your life. You get to decide what kind of life you wanna grow from here. You can't go back to yesterday, you can't go back to what happened to you before, you can't go back to what broke up your marriage before, but you have today. You have today, and today is a big deal, and today is where everything can change. And so I want you to look at that seed, and I want you to look at it and go, okay, God, what do I wanna build now? I can't change yesterday, I can't change this, I can't change that, I can't change them, but I can change what kind of environment I wanna grow your word in, and what I will allow and what I will not allow in that space. So get that seed, tape it up, maybe on your dashboard or on your mirror or buy your coffee, you know, your coffee in the morning, and ask God, God, create in me a clean heart. Prepare in me a place that your word would grow, grow, grow 
and teach me how to build and grow this vibrant life. I hope that this has helped you today. I'm really honored that you'd give me a little bit of your time. And I want to encourage you, you can always grow again. Thank you for watching, and I'll catch you next time. Well, that wraps up this week's class on growth. I really hope you're enjoying this sneak peek into our table membership. You know, if you're considering membership, I want to remind you that it closes very shortly. On April 17th, we'll close the doors, and I want to make sure that you, well, you get to save your seat if this is something you're interested in doing. It's a really special community, and I guess that's really what most people like about it. It's a community to find like-minded people, people with the same passion, the same desire, the same propelling force that says they want to live uh, a spiritual life on purpose, a Christ-centered life. So if it's something you're considering doing and you want to make the investment, go over to truththetable.com slash membership and get started. We'll answer your questions and you'll get a feel of really what it looks like to be a part of our community. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in and I'm always honored when you give me a little bit of your time. Don't forget to say hi on my socials. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook most days. And above all, I hope you have a great day and a great week, and I'll catch you next time.